Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. And my name is Ethan Cassiotis. I'm a business strategist where I help business owners grow and scale to create wealth and freedom. And today I have an awesome guest. He's an entrepreneur that was born in Jordan and migrated to Kuwait with his family in 1972, where he finished high school. And high school was active with Palestine issues as a student and a member of the General Union of Palestine Students. And he came to USA in 1983 to go to school and study business finance at the University of Louisiana. And as a student, he was again an active member of the General Union of Palestine, GUPS, and became president while attending university. And projects included explaining the Palestinian cause to the American public and organizing students to work for this cause. He moved to Connecticut in 1987 and started his own business in Hartford. And is a strong advocate of the Palestine people, employs Palestinian workers, helps them to settle in Connecticut and to open businesses of their own. And he motivates fellow Palestinians to become active in the community and has worked with Palestinian American Congress, human rights activists, nonprofit SAMS Children, Tree of Life, and the United Holy Land Fund. Welcome Khaled Al-Kadumi, and thank you for being on my show. Thank you, thank you for having me, sir. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing show, I'm sure, for everyone watching and listening today. So you're a very successful entrepreneur, so for those people who don't know you are, please introduce yourself when, by telling us about you and your journey. <clears throat> Actually, I'm a Palestinian and uh, I was born in Jordan due to the war uh, in a refugee camp. Uh, like uh, my friend mentioned, uh, migrated to Kuwait, then came to the United States. Uh, behind every Palestinian, there is a story. A story of uh, determination, a story of... Uh, uh, success. So I had made up my mind when I was a kid that I have to succeed. Uh, I have to succeed in life, in business, and uh, uh, life itself. So I made sure that I come to the United States to finish my uh, degree. I actually was one of the lucky ones uh, because I was able to get a scholarship. Uh, and I graduated in 1987 with the same determination moved to Connecticut, uh, started my own business at a very early age. I did uh, my first venture was buying uh, ties. Uh, I remember I bought them for like 25 cents. They were used ties and I uh, ironed them, I washed them and I went to the flea market. I was about 23 years old. I had no mentors in Connecticut. I didn't know anybody. And I was selling that for a dollar uh, at the flea market. It gave me uh, a sense of uh, achievement at that age that I graduated and I'm starting to have my own business. So I made up my mind. I, uh, I did few businesses. Uh, most of them were, thanks God, successful. Actually, all of them. Uh, I started my own parking company, uh, parking cars, renting uh, uh, lots in downtown Hartford, Connecticut, and making them as parking lots and provide valet service. Then I moved into opening uh, dollar stores. At that time, dollar stores were a new thing in the U.S., and I learned that uh, this is a good business. So I opened about 14 stores in two years. I brought my family to work with me and I taught them the uh, trade. Then I moved into a uh, wholesale business. I opened uh, one of the largest uh, cash and carry wholesale in Connecticut. 
where I service most of the state and other states around us with their merchandise. If you go to a gas station or a supermarket, everything they sell, I have it there. Uh, we carry about 27,000 SKUs. I moved uh, into other businesses. Uh, we made our own, uh, we, we did the branding. Uh, we have our own Sam's Oil lubricants, our line. But unfortunately, due to the COVID, we had to stop it for a while because pr production became very hard. Uh, we opened a few restaurants, uh, smoke shops. Uh, I opened some businesses back in Jordan. I entered a few ventures with some gas stations. I diversified my business and I brought all my family to work with me. My brothers, my sisters, my brothers-in-law and my friends. And I was able to cover the whole state. Uh, meanwhile, I use that to the benefit of my cause. Whatever we do in life, we have to have a purpose. And I keep telling my kids and my friends that we have to have a purpose in life. Money is good. When you plan right, it comes. Businesses will come. But you have to have a purpose. And our purpose is to serve our cause, the Palestinian cause. I come from a very well-known family in Palestine, Al-Kadumi. My uncle is one of the founders of the Palestine or, uh, the, Palestine, uh, the PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization. And all my family was involved in our cause in a non-violent way. It's a human rights issue. We're under occupation. And I keep reminding my kids and my family that we have to stand up with our people. The business success gave me the platform to move forward with this to the point where I became a member of Palestine National Council. And I met with our president, uh, the Palestinian president so many times and the prime minister. And I became actually uh, one of the spokespeople for our leadership in the U.S., where I met with the senators, the Congress people. I even hosted uh, a fundraising for Hillary Clinton in, 19, uh, in, in 2016. We hosted fundraisings for senators and the governor of Connecticut. And I consider myself uh, uh, an average guy who wanted to do things for his family, his community, his country, his religion. Because we have to give, as a Muslim, I'm a Muslim, and I have to show the American people the good side of the Muslims. Uh, we're actually humble people. We like to help and we like to work and we like to produce. Uh, that was, that's my purpose in life. And I, I hope I did something good so far. Yeah. Nice, uh, Khaled. I love that. Really powerful um, with yeah what you've all achieved, and then um, you know linking it to your purpose. And I love that um, how you look at life. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about because obviously coming from from where you you are, especially back then, and coming to the US, um, you know, as a refugee type of thing to to come in and and you know do that. What was it like in terms of um, how you had to be, how you know, around other people, the mindset to sort of, you know, really help you in in the you know the studying element and then really getting yourself on on your feet um, at the start of your journey in the U.S. Uh, when I came in 1983, I uh, I, I felt strange. Um, I came on a, on a, an academic scholarship. I was lucky, and I uh, it was hard at the beginning to actually. Uh, integrate with the community. I, I went to uh, University of Louisiana 
people in the south are a little bit tough and racist. And I felt it day one in college. Uh, but I had my mind set on finishing college. Uh, it was college, home, college, home, studying. I didn't want to waste any time. I actually finished my uh, four-year college degree in three and a half semesters, in three and a half years, including English, that I didn't have to study English. I passed the test from day one. Uh, the, the life, it wasn't easy. Uh, I, I felt the discrimination. Um, but I have to overcome all of this and I have to show the good side of us and uh, thanks God it worked yeah I love that I, I love that mindset of determination this is my goal I'm going to do it and and you know just overcoming the obstacles um you know that came your way that's that's awesome to be do that and um you know you need to have a you know a very strong mindset um which is really powerful so I love that um about you um let's let's talk about some of these businesses because you, you mentioned you've got you know um you've done a lot of businesses we're all being successful and you have multiple businesses now um i know for example um let's talk about the smoke shops as an example um so um you know what made you choose these um as a business um and then you know to help and then you know become successful at them at the same time I seize the opportunity. Uh, I'm a wholesaler of uh, more than 27,000 items, including tobacco. So I see that I have the upper hand on the prices. Uh, I, I'm a wholesaler, and then when I open my own smoke shops, then I can pass on the price to my smoke shops that will make them competitive. So it's, it's funny because a lot of people that I know, they will call me and say, Khaled, please. If you're going to open a smoke shop, don't open next to me because you're going to kill me with your price. So I tell him, no, if you're a good customer of mine, if the wholesale, if we're good friends, I promise you we're not going to open next to you. It gives me the edge to price uh, with the prices that I can actually compete. And my, my son uh, loves this, this business. So I gave him that segment to carry, uh, to, to run the retail uh, aspect of it. My older son, Ahmed, he likes the wholesale. So he works with me in the wholesale business and my younger son is in the retail business and they both integrated. They both uh, work together uh, in so many kinds. That's mainly the purpose for the reason for opening the smoke shops. And it's very prof profitable. Beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you, you, you're smart because you, you're getting the source of the product by wholesaling, right? You can control that element of it to an extent and then um, easily pass it. It's very smart um, in the element there. And I guess the other business you were talking about, um, which is even smarter to an extent, is, is your own oil that you were mentioning um, before, right? Um, even though with, <coughs> yes. with with COVID, obviously, challenges um, during that time, but, you know, actually literally creating the product yourself and then and then putting it out there. So what made you, um, yeah, start that and then look at, you know, um, keeping that as your um, thing to, to put out there to people? Actually, I, I sell a lot of uh, lubricants in my wholesale. And at one point, uh, I moved uh, and lots of it. And at one point, I was asking myself, why don't I make it? Because we sell the, the name brands, the Shell, the Mobile, uh, but people want the non-brand ones, the cheaper ones. So I have a friend of mine uh, that owns a big factory in uh, Chicago. And I reached out to him and I said, listen, I want to do branding. I want to brand the oil you sell and put my label on it and have that 
only for me, and I want to be able to sell it worldwide. So we made a deal where uh, we called it Sam's One Lubricants. I like the word Sam's. Sam's is an American name. Uh, I don't want him to confuse it with Sam's uh, Club, so I bought Sam's One. And then we made about 20, uh, no, I'm sorry, 47 grades. Uh, the 10-theory, the 10-40, the 5-theory, the diesel, the whole nine yards. And I was able to send it to Jordan, Iraq, Ukraine, Dominican Republic, uh, Egypt. We sent it to Lebanon. We were doing a lot of business uh, shipping, it, shipping it to the other countries where I will have agents sell my oil only. I'll give them the exclusive. I didn't own the factory, but I used the factory to brand my own lubricant. <laughs> it was a very successful business, and I, I had the opportunity to visit all those countries. Actually, one funny thing is somebody from Ukraine called me uh, about six years ago, and they wanted me to sell them my oil. And I said, I'm ready. I have no problem. So I flew to Ukraine. And they treated me as a president of a country. It was a very nice experience uh, because I was a guest of the Ukrainian government. Government, They had bodyguards uh, for me and they received me at the airport. It was a very nice experience. We couldn't do a deal with them because they wanted uh, credit, line of credit for uh, six months. And I couldn't do a line of credit for a country like Ukraine. I would do it for a country like Australia, like somebody that I would make sure they'll pay me. But Ukraine always had problems. And I was worried that if I give them a large quantity of oil, they would not pay me. And actually, unfortunately, what happened in Ukraine now proves that I was right. Had I been doing business with them, I would have been at a loss. So, yeah. uh, But the COVID actually, uh, the factory had to, to, to shut down and I halted production of this line for now yeah nice that's awesome with um yeah noticing what your your stock was and going wait a minute i'm selling so much of this stuff i may as well you know create my own or do a deal with you know the person that created and, and brand it yourself it's very smart and uh got you to travel um a lot which is awesome and then do business in a lot of countries and and have some great experiences which is uh very powerful there so um yeah i love the uh i love the thinking i'm just i'm i'm putting this out to everyone that's listening to this, right, about how Khaled's looking at opportunities that pop up and go, hey, wait a minute, I could do my own thing here um, with opportunities. So I'm just highlighting this, which is really, really powerful. Um, what you mentioned before, you know, that you've got your your family involved, right, in the business and key roles in different businesses, yes. uh, which I think is great. That's amazing. I know that some people find it challenging, um, you know, that, that, you know, with having family in the business, um, some people stay away from it. Some people have done it and it hasn't gone so well. Some people have as well. So obviously you've worked out a good way of doing it um, in there. So um, do you want to maybe share a little bit about, um, yeah, how that how it works well in the, in the way you're doing it to make sure that other people, if they want to bring family in, that they can, you know, make sure it's successful as well? Sure. <clears throat> in our culture, um, we stick with brothers and sisters in general, and I'm the oldest. And I felt responsible that I have to help my brothers and sisters in that manner, where actually after I came here and I graduated, I brought my whole family here to help me. Now, I always believe in, in profit sharing. Um, and I always believe that if you want to make it in life, you can't have the whole pie for yourself. So what I did is I'm bringing family members in different aspects and I give them a share. 
I give him, like, my brother runs the parking lots for me, and he gets 25%. He didn't have to put any money. Uh, he just has to manage it. So I benefit, and it's in good hands, and my brother benefits 25%, and I don't have him nagging over me. I need money. You know what I mean? Our, our family is when they need you, they're going to call you for to help them. So I'm helping them uh, in the... Uh, in, in a different way, like uh, the Chinese say, it says, uh, instead of buying somebody a fish, teach them how to fish. I'm not sure how they say it exactly. Uh, so that way I help them and I'm making money. Uh, I don't see something wrong with doing family uh, business with family. I think it's actually good as long as everyone knows their limitations. Everybody knows how they, what they have to do and they cannot be, uh, greedy because in family members uh, the brother will say why is he making more than me uh, why am i not making like him uh, my brothers understood that i wanted to help them it worked for me it might not work for the others but it did work for me at the end all my brothers are business people uh, they live comfortably and uh, and it worked even my sisters my brother-in-laws were with me in the business even my cousins back in Jordan, they're my partners in the business. I always believe in profit sharing. Once you give them something, they're happy. But if you want to keep the whole money for you, the whole pie for you, it's not going to work. Yeah, I love it. Um, really powerful. Great way to um, yeah share it and everything like that with um, how you're, you're structuring that. And, um, and great values I can see, you know, from how you are as, as a family um, and that's being put through and being really clear at the start, you know, about what the expectations are, like you said, of this and, and making sure everybody uh, gets to eat from the pie, uh, which is uh, great as well. And, um, you know, I know you, you know, you, you've, you're a very great guy of creating things. You've obviously got a big vision and, and you know, want to create a legacy and you're a very strong advocate, obviously, for the, for the Palestine people. So tell us more about, yeah, you, you your big vision legacy and, and, you know, what you want to be doing um, in this world um, to make your impact? At this point, uh, at this age, um, I feel very comfortable on passing the torch to my kids and my brothers to continue with it while I supervise them. I like to, to participate more in the, in, in, in the politics of my country and the politics of the U.S., uh, uh, administration uh, as you know decisions are made here in the US for what's going on in the Middle East uh, the US is the biggest ally of uh, Israel and Israel is an apartheid uh, regime uh, that occupies our country uh, from a human right uh, uh, side of it I like to help as much as I can to show the people our side of the story uh, it's a tragedy. Uh, it's uh, we're 14 million Palestinians uh, in total. Eight of us live in refugee camps. The media doesn't cover it. Uh, I want to give you a piece of um, information about the Palestinians. Palestinians are considered the highest educated people on earth per capita. We hold the highest number of college degrees per capita. This is a fact, and it was published by the United Nations a few years ago. I don't know if we still are, number one. For a few years, we were. Uh, we're very successful in business. We're very successful in, uh, in, in academics. Uh, we need to have our own state. 
we deserve our own state and we've been uh, you know, treated unjustly and I, I i would give my my time now to my cause and my people since i achieved all my personal needs and my family needs and i still supervise them i still help them and i would still help others if somebody comes uh, to me and wants an advice uh, i'll be more than happy actually not only palestinians in the community in connecticut a lot of people from lebanon jordan syria they come to me for advice uh, they consider me uh, they respect my point of view on the business and i give them advice in, in that in that aspect and even in 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 in, in a social life uh, i see myself as a people's person uh, it's it's just me uh, and i can't change and that's a good thing that i can't change because i i want to i want to some people when they want to meet me when they make a phone call to meet me and they come to see me uh, they are shocked because uh, oh Khaled we don't know that you will sit and talk with us and uh, uh, and explain things uh, we thought you don't care about us you don't you know you have different view that you're sitting in your high chair that you don't want to see anyone you don't want to deal with anyone to the point where I'll give you a funny story quick I went to a bank um, one of our banks that we work with I was wearing my training pants and they had a new manager there and I walked in everybody knows me at the bank and I told her uh, I need you to bring me the statement for last month uh, and she said uh, I can only give it to the owner I said uh, I am the owner she said uh, I need uh, she she opened her eyes when she looked at the accounts and she said uh, no 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 you're not I said, I am, but I don't have my ID with me because they know me at the bank. She said, no, there's nothing I can do. I'm, I, she's doing her job. Now, I wasn't mad. She needs to check ID. As the bank manager was uh, passing by, he said, Khaled, how are you? I said, I'm very good. He said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I, I just wanted a statement. And he said, why did you give, her a, give him a statement? She said, He's, he claims to be the owner. He said, he is the owner. This is one of our biggest clients. <laughs> she, it, was, it was a funny situation where that lady was really embarrassed. I said, don't worry about it, you're doing your job. What I'm trying to tell you is business and money never changed me. I'm happy that it didn't change me because I want to be the person who I am. I want everybody to be the same. It doesn't matter what you do, what you make of yourself. It's what you achieve in your life that will give you the satisfaction that you need inside you. If you give to the poor, it's because you want to give to the poor. Because you're happy giving to the poor, helping the others. If it's not inside you, you'll never be happy. So you should be happy giving, helping, uh, being humble. I don't know if that is... Okay, the way I say it, Ethan, I'm trying to be here sincere, or is that? Uh, yeah, no, that was awesome. That was that was a very powerful section there, and I love um, I love that last part there, but also 
um, you know, the stories about what you're doing and the, and the cause behind it, um, you know, it links back to the purpose that you were talking about, right, where you're really passionate about something and making a difference. So I think I, I love that section. And one thing just on top of that, I'd like to ask, because obviously you're very good at building relationships, this whole thing that you're talking about, you know, you're doing these deals, you're seeing opportunities and, and you know, doing the deal, for example, with the lubricant. <laughs> going overseas and doing all these, you know, deals with people there or people come to you and, you know, in, in the community and, and you're doing that. So what tip could you give us just on, you know, building relationships? Well, like, um, is there some little things or just how you, how you are being, how you show up, you know, to, to people to, to build that relationship to then be able to do, you know, business with them as well. Well, I think business is all about calculated risk. Uh, uh, there are so many variables to succeed in business. This is how I see it. Uh, one of them is education. Uh, you have to have the education because education will make you knowledgeable. Uh, okay, you can succeed in business without going to college, but going to college is very important because it helps. You have to have the drive for success. The, the drive is the determination. You, you want to wake up in the middle of the night thinking. Uh, what do I have to do? How do I succeed? Uh, you don't care about putting 40 hours or 35 hours a week. Uh, I, I know, I remember times where I used to work from 7 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I would have two jobs just to make it uh, when I graduated college uh, to secure uh, some savings to start the business. So you have to have calculated risk and you have to have the drive for success. And, uh, and you have to diversify uh, you have to have the right people with you. You have to, every variable has things that you have to actually implement. And you have to seize the opportunity. Seizing the opportunity, if everyone sees the opportunity, then everybody will be the same. So you have to seize an opportunity, see it that no one sees it. You have to see things that no one sees. Uh, or you, They'll, they'll see it after you. You'll be the first ones to see it. Uh, like I'll give you one example now. I'm one of the biggest, uh, we have our own vape. You know, uh, it's, it's a new device that people are vaping rather than smoking. I saw that two years ago that people are switching from uh, smoking to vaping. So I made my own line in China. And now it's in the US. Uh, we sell it everywhere. Uh, and now people are getting an into it, but I already had done it two, 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 two years ago. And I uh, reap my, uh, my, my benefits, as they say. So you see the opportunity, you grab it, you calculate your risk, you work hard for it, you secure your finances. It's a multiple, uh, it's a multiple, the, the multiple uh, reasons for this. Now to succeed in a small business, just to have a small business that you will work on it and go home. Let's say a restaurant, you open at 11 o'clock in the, uh, the morning and close 12 o'clock at night and live comfortably. That's one thing. But to build a legacy of businesses is a totally different uh, thing. Or to open a store is one thing and to open multiple businesses is another thing. Or to diversify into something bigger. I know I have friends of mine that do a billion dollars a year in sales. I have a friend of mine in Florida now. He's about 55. His sales last year were a billion dollars. Now, this is not an ordinary person. He's, he's not somebody who wants to just open uh, 
uh, a small business and stop. So you have to, thank you. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I didn't know I was here. So it is the idea of, um, uh, with, I yeah, told them I haven't. Yeah, with this person, yeah, he says that he, he does a billion in sales, not an ordinary person. Yeah, yeah. This is this is when you want to do something like this, you have to have variable uh, variable things to do. You have to have multiple uh, things to think about and plan it. It's a, it's not a small business. You have to have the vision. You have to have the calculated risk. You have to have uh, uh, the determination to succeed. It's not easy to succeed. I've, I've, and at the beginning, it, I had times where. I was questioning myself, should I continue or not? Because my family was suffering, I was suffering. All my time was in the business to make it. Uh, I was helped by my wife. My wife uh, was working and she was uh, supporting me while I am uh, doing the business. So when I made it, I thought that all what I wanted to do is just stay home and enjoy my money. So. People who stand up with you, they have to benefit. You have to make sure that you're surrounded by loved ones and loyal ones. Because business is all about secrets. My, all of my business is full of secrets. And if I have people that will betray me, uh, then you have your secrets in the market. Um, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Uh, I spent about 35 years building my... Uh, my network of businesses. Uh, and I wish, and at that time, it wasn't easy as now, because now you have the internet to help you. Before, if I wanted to buy a product back in the late 80s or early 90s, I would actually have to fly to China. I would have to actually fly to conventions. I would have to do a lot of uh, research to come up with things. Now, go on Google and buy stuff from China or everywhere or any country in the world. So business has become uh, easier but more competitive because everybody knows it. So the way of thinking should adjust, should be adjusted to the new social media knowledge for everyone. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hope I got you the point. I, I made my point. Is that... Uh. Uh, that was that was awesome, Khaled. That was a very very powerful section. I'm sure everyone. I got a lot from that, and I'm sure everyone else did about how you think and uh, and everything like that. So that was really powerful. And um, yeah, it's been an amazing um, amazing show today, Khaled, of what you've shared with us. And yeah, we we connected at the you know the World Cup in Qatar recently, where I, I learned about your awesome journey from you know growing up in Jordan, Kuwait, Palestinian, to come to the U.S. and being a successful entrepreneur with you know, multiple companies, um, you know, you're an awesome guy. I'm sure you continue to make a difference to your people, you know, your family and, and the world as well. Um, very grateful, you know, that we connected. I look forward to uh, catching up in person and working with you at some point in the future as well. So Khaled, how can, um, yeah, people find you and get in contact with you? Uh, well, I used to have a Facebook, but it was hacked actually. Um, uh, I'm very limited now on social uh, media. But I, uh, I have my WhatsApp phone. If you, I can give my phone number and people can contact me on WhatsApp. Is that okay? 
it's up to you. If you're happy to give it out, then um, you know. Um, I have no, I have no problem. Uh, shall I give it now? If you like. Um, yeah. Yeah, eight six zero is the area code for the U.S. Uh, for the state eight six zero three zero six one seven seven two. You can reach me on WhatsApp. Uh, that's the only social media I use now. Uh, unfortunately, I was uh, my my uh, Facebook and my WhatsApp was hacked a few months ago, and I had to replace it. And um, people ask me to go more on social media and Instagram. I'm I'm not active on that. Uh, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. But if anyone needs some advice, uh, I'll be more than happy. Please give me a call. Uh, that's fine with me. Beautiful. Um, there you go, everyone. Khaled, they're um, very, very powerful. Um, they're a guy and, and so knowledgeable and happy to give, uh, which is amazing there um, with, with what he does and everything that he's achieved. And I thank you to everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. And please like, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. If you want to grow and scale your business, you can reach out to me on any platform to see if we're a good fit. And I completely agree with you. Or do I? The only way you know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. So remember to design your growth and results. Mm -hmm.